And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Called Churches, and founder and president of STAND, staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening, your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. And I am he. Great to be with you again. And I hope you're having a wonderful Friday. You know, that storm that we've been thinking about, expecting, predicting, that kind of had the supermarkets empty. Well, the snow started last night. and it, it, The roads are clear. It looks like, to me, uh, maybe an inch or two. It's more supposed to come this afternoon. So we'll see what happens with that. That's supposed to snow all night. But I have a feeling this is, this is going to be anticlimactic. And we're going to have no problem doing whatever we need to do. Remind you all, for those of you who are listening to me um, in hither places, uh, anywhere near Granville or Grand Rapids, Michigan, I'm going to be at Res Life Church on Sunday morning for two services and Sunday afternoon for a a third service. So if you're anywhere in the area, come on out and visit with us. I'd love to have an opportunity to meet you. And uh, and looking forward to a great time there. And I don't think the weather is going to stop us from getting there at all. Uh, I want to raise three issues with you. And uh, and then we're going to start taking your calls in the next segment. The number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. First, I want to get this transgender athletic policy issue on the table. I haven't really talked about this in a while, but I think we're doing a great disservice to our young ladies by forcing them to compete with men. And once again, the guys who think they're women, and by the way, I have compassion for these folks. They need deliverance. They need the help of Almighty God for whatever emotional, psychological uh, spiritual issues they are having. And I really mean that. They, they, they need help. Now, again, we don't hate these people. Um, we love them. We pray for them. But it is evil and wrong to deprive young women of their ability to excel athletically by putting them in the same category with a guy and then claiming that, well, he's not a guy anymore because he claims to be a girl. Yeah, just like I'm not associating athletes with this, but I do want to use this analogy. Just like the guy who went into the girls' bathroom in the Loudoun County school system and raped a young lady, claiming he is a girl. And then after they hid that, and sent him to another school, he raped another young girl. So I am not buying uh, this issue that once somebody says, once some guy says he's a girl, that we all ought to just sit down, shut up, and, and, you know, very gently and, and, uh, and nicely accept that at face value. No, no because it's doing a disservice to the young women who are being victimized in a variety of ways. That's one way, which of course is criminal. This other way is, is, frankly, from my perspective, is just as criminal, except it's being done within the bounds of the law and through some sort of regulatory framework. 
I mean, look, folks, here's the reality. They're saying that you've got to get your, your, your testosterone down to a certain level in order to be able to compete with the women. But a man is a man. And his testosterone level, the fact that he can reduce it through hormonal treatment doesn't change who he is on the inside. And there have been some scientific studies of this that show that men's testosterone that runs through their bodies as they're growing up leaves effects that lowering their testosterone later does not change. They have bigger hands. They have bigger cardiovascular systems. They have male physiology on the inside that simply cannot be changed. For example, according to the National Center for Biological uh, Biotechnology, Males have larger lungs and airways than females inherently. And, and get this, even when a male is exactly the same body size as a female, his airways are larger and his musculature is larger. Now, folks, it's time to stop this insanity. You can't turn a woman into a man or a man into a woman no matter how much you change their appearance, okay? And let's just look at this from an eternal perspective. You think any guy that God created is going to stand before God as a woman? No. He's going to stand before God as just who he is, right? and, or vice versa. Any woman's going to stand before God as a man? No. They're going to be seen just as they are. And I think we're doing a great disservice to our young ladies to, to allow this, this travesty to take place. Second thing I want to raise is I've been chronicling. We've got 254 innocent young children murdered in the streets of our cities and around this country in the last two years. And now we've got an 11-month-old. Thank God right now she is alive. And, and, and let us pray that she will live. 11-month-old child sitting in the car some idiot, and it's not in the middle of the night. It's not out with some parent who's out doing. The father was in the supermarket or in the grocery store. The mother's sitting in the car with her child, and some idiot decides he's going to try to kill somebody that he's got some kind of beef with, and the 11-month-old girl is now in critical condition. And you got these idiot prosecutors running around talking about they can't put people. We, putting people in jail is not the answer. Well, it, yes, it is. People like that need to be in jail. And I guarantee when they find this guy, they're going to find out he's probably got a rap sheet as long as all of our arms put together and that he should have been locked up, too. But no, he's out in the street shooting 11 month old children. <sighs> this madness has got to end. We've, we've got to get these people out of office and get some people in there who actually care about the law abiding citizen as opposed to wanting to push their leftist agenda and prove how good they are by putting more criminals out in the street to kill and rob and rape it's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, third thing, the Biden regime dropped these charges against an MIT professor who was accused during the Trump administration of hiding a relationship with communist China while accepting millions of dollars of U.S. grants. Now, they've dropped the charges. They didn't say he was innocent. They said, well, we, we don't have, we have a burden of proof to meet and we don't want to go forward if we don't believe we can meet the burden of proof. Now, folks, that just seems awfully weak to me because if you had a relationship, a secret relationship with China, either you did or you didn't. 
if you're applying for grants and you're not revealing that relationship, either you did or you didn't. That to me is not a big burden of proof. I mean, either he did or he did not reveal a relationship with China. Either he did or did not engage in, they're also accusing him of wire fraud. Either he did or did not move money between America and China secretly or with some surreptitious uh, conspiratorial intent. I mean, either he did or he didn't. And they're not saying, oh, you know, we've looked at the evidence and we just think that he's not, he's not, he's not guilty of, of, of what he's charged with. They say, oh, we can't meet the burden of proof. Yeah. Uh, you know, folks, you, you just really wonder sometimes about where the, the loyalty of some of these people lies. I think we already know, given what we're hearing now about the NBA and some of these major players, they're basically sold out to China. And I, I really believe, and some of you have called me and suggested something similar, that we need, really need to have a national security audit. And all of these folks doing business with China, we need to take a look at just what the nature of that business is and whether it's putting our national security at stake, particularly big tech. All right, back in a moment to take your calls, 888-589-8840. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. Lots of controversial ideas are being proposed right now, and I know you probably wonder how to respond to them. Eliminate the Electoral College, regulate campaign speech, and end the filibuster are just a few. The best way to respond to many of these proposals is to remind Americans that our country is a republic, not a democracy. The framers recognized that the country would be quite diverse. They wanted to create a government that would allow different viewpoints to get a hearing. They didn't want the president merely to be elected by the larger populations in the cities like Boston and New York. That is why we have have an electoral college. States with smaller populations feared that states with large populations would always elect their candidate. The Electoral College forces candidates to campaign in the entire country, not just in population areas. That also explains why we have the House of Representatives elected by voters every two years. But regardless of its size, each state gets two U.S. senators who are selected by state legislatures every six years, but now are also elected by the popular vote. We have a Bill of Rights in the Constitution to protect Americans, especially minorities, from a democracy where the majority could take away the fundamental rights from a minority. We enjoy freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom to bear arms, and freedom from unlawful search and seizure. Even the idea of a filibuster in the U.S. Senate was implemented so that the majority would be forced to hear the arguments from the minority before passing important legislation. The filibuster may have been abused, but the concept once again illustrates our constitutional order. Sadly, many of these controversial ideas are being proposed by politicians who went to law school and should know better. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. For a free copy of Kirby's booklet, A Biblical View on Critical Race Theory, go to viewpoints.info slash CRT. 
Hi, I'm John Sorensen, president of Evangelism Explosion, and this is Share Life Today on American Family Radio. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Have you ever heard that saying before? When our friends and family reject the good news of the gospel, you know it's easy to get discouraged and to lose heart. But today, I want to encourage you from the book of Galatians, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. This was written by Paul, who was beaten and thrown in prison and persecuted from the ones that he shared Jesus with. And even through the struggles, God inspired him to write, let us not grow weary. So even in the times you feel like that you've shared Christ's love many times to no avail, do not give up. Keep praying and sharing. You know, research shows that people need an average of seven personal conversations about Jesus before they open their hearts to Christ. The Holy Spirit is working in their lives, so we must be patient and persevere. To learn more, visit our website at sharelife.today. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. It's First Amendment Friday, folks, and that means we're going to spend most of our time today talking to you, taking your calls. The number is 888-589-8840. And by the way, any topic is up. I just raised three that I thought I'd put out there to kind of get the discussion going. But anything you want to talk about is fine. The number is 888-589-8840. Let's come to the phones. We've got Kathleen in Texas. Kathleen, welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. Thank you for all that you do. I just wanted to um, stay on topic with what two of the things that you brought up. What hap- is happening here at Clean ISD in Central Texas, uh, they, on Women's History Month, some of the teachers put up, uh, two men dressed as women, and they were the ones to throw the first brick at police during the riots for the LGBTQ um, stance, and that was the heroes. And this is happening across our nation. Therefore, the citizens in our area have gone for since, I don't know, four or five months, asking nicely to please put a neutral policy that sticks with only curriculum not agendas or or indoctrination, um, especially when the parents haven't been notified. So we're asking anybody who wants to write Colleen ISD and stand with us to ask them, because when we go to the school boards, there's silence. And now they're writing articles that are not true uh, through the newspapers about the citizens taking that stand. Hey, Kathleen, explain to us Clean ISD. Colleen, yes, the military base. It's right near uh, Fort Hood. Ah, Colleen ISD. Ah, uh-huh. Oh, okay. They're okay. connected. And, and oh. so what happens there will happen across the nation. Um, all our superintendents get together weekly to discuss issues, and this is one. And it's, they're, they are teaching the teachers now, getting them prepared yeah. for uh, LGBTQ stuff coming in full speed. So I just, if anybody would write an email, that's kind of the next step because a lot of people won't go and speak. We've had pastors, businessmen, citizens, Christians, and they now, I think they're getting tired of it. So they are resorting to the newspaper, um, trying to say everything's all taken care of, but it isn't. There's Mm -hmm. no policy set in place. So they've they've muzzled the Christians all this time. So if they're going to be able to do this, then they're going to either have to allow the Christian to speak the other side to set people free, 
or they're going to have to put a neutral policy that no one gets to do it. Kathleen, where would people email or who who do they contact? The people who maybe are listening who live in your area particularly, who would they contact? Well, there's a group here called Concerned Christian Citizens. You can look that up on Facebook and contact okay. through that. And uh, Concerned Christian Citizens. But there's also, I mean, you could go straight to Colleen ISD and write the school board. Those are the ones that put okay. everything in policy. That's where the superintendent is also. And of what we've been told, um, there has been no violation of that. That, that bulletin board did no violation of any policies. So you mm, can see what's going to be coming in full speed. Hey, Kathleen, thank you so much for the call. Thank you for updating us on this. This is happening all over the country, folks, and it's a travesty. It really is, because what is happening to us is there is a cultural revolution going on right under our noses, and what they think is that they can simply force us to go along. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. They just think, sit down, shut up. You've got nothing to say about it. We'll do whatever we want to do with your children because you're too stupid to know how they should be taught. I mean, that... And that's, it's really sad that it's come to that, but that's because these people are imbued with this ideology that says only the collectivist mindset matters, the individual doesn't. And so you individual parents don't matter what we as, co- as a collective group have decided. That's all that matters. I mean, and that's just pure Marxism without necessarily calling it that. Okay, the number is 888-589-8840. Let's come back to the phone. Let's go to Jarita, also in Texas. Jarita, welcome. Thank you. Love you. Love listening to you. Thank you. What I'm wondering is, do you think these males are really identifying as females, or do they know they're not good enough to participate in male activities? They can't win anything. It's why they are doing this, so they can win awards in female ones. Jarita, you know, that, that's, that's the million-dollar question because you'd have to be sick on some level to, 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 to change your gender or to pretend to be a different gender just so you can win at a sport. I mean, so clearly there's something very wrong with these people, if, if, even if, that, if that's the motive. I don't know that whether that makes it better or worse. Um, so, but I, I don't know. I don't know. But I know one thing, Jarita. They are profoundly confused. I, really profoundly confused. And look, Jarita, thank you for the call, by the way. Folks, you know that in prisons, the same thing is happening. Happening. This happened in some schools, which is males are saying they are females being placed in the female prison. It's happening particularly in California. And then they get into the female prison and prison and they rape the females. So, I mean, this is what the very thing that those of us with just a modicum of common sense have been saying was a likely outcome is now happening. And the only thing they can do is what they did in Loudoun County, which is to try to hide it so that people don't find out. Because, of course, they're right even when they're proved wrong. They're still right. And, and the rest of us are dumb even when we prove that what we were expecting and, and, and predicting is happening we're still too dumb to, to be involved in the process, so they'll just hide from us any evidence that proves we're right. I mean, that's, here again, that's the arrogance with which they come to this. Again, the number is 888-589-8840. This is First Amendment Friday, and we are taking your calls. So let's come back to you, Karen in North Carolina. Karen, welcome. Hi. Um, I have a question or sure. comment. On January the 6th, when 
uh, let's go back to Columbine High School. They wouldn't let no paramedics go in there and get none of the babies. I call them babies' kids. Am I, are you still here? I'm still what? here. I'm listening, yes. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Okay. They I can hear you. The, the paramedics, they wouldn't let the paramedics go in there and get none of the kids. They can't let the paramedics go get none, none of the people until the guns stop. Why on January the 6th, the paramedics rushed in there and got that lady and brought her out in front of the crowd when guns was going off? Because the cops are supposed to protect Mm. the people. Okay, paramedics are people. Why did they let the paramedics go in January the 6th, get that lady out? You're talking about Ashley. When you say get that lady, you mean Ashley Babbitt, the woman who shot in the face? Yes, yes, sir. Why did they let the paramedics go in there and and take her out when they didn't know the the, the, um, outcome of the gun stop? You know, are they still shooting? Why did they let her go in there? I mean, them go in there and get her when something just don't seem right to me. Karen, listen, look, you, there are a whole lot of questions. Thank, first of all, Karen, thank you so much for the call. There are a whole lot of questions to be raised about this, this issue. I have a feeling the police were probably communicating with them and telling them that all was well. But that raises another question. If all is well, why are you pulling out your gun and shooting a woman in the face who is unarmed? And I've read the story about her behavior. She was no physical threat to anybody, never had been. In fact, my understanding is she was trying to calm people down and trying to stop any physical confrontation from happening. Uh, so, uh, Karen, there, there, there are a lot of questions to be asked, and I don't think we're going to ever get to the bottom of them until we get an administration that is committed to finding out the truth, no matter which way it cuts. Thank you for the call, Karen. Let's go to... Uh, well, let's go to Brian in Kansas. Brian, welcome. Hey, Bishop. How are you today? I am blessed, Brian. How are you today? I'm doing great. Hey, on this transgender deal with the uh, NCAA uh, ruling and stuff, I mean, they didn't really change anything, but here's my thought. You know, if I was a coach and I showed up, I was talking to a guy yesterday and and his daughter plays uh, college volleyball, and they had a transgender on the other team that was just dominating. Yeah. You know, he was out jumping and, and smashing the ball over the net, uh, and this guy's swimming. Uh, my thought is, you know, when, when they show up and there's a man that they're going to have to compete with, like those swimmers, just don't get in the pool. If he doesn't have anybody to compete against, what's he going to do? All them women yeah. just need to boycott what's going on. I mean, if somebody shows up like that volleyball team, just don't play. And if enough people did that, they would have to take notice and say, okay, something's got to change here. That's my hey, thought. Brian, thank you so much for the call, Brian. I, I agree with you. It, and, and, you know, the sad thing is um, the reports I'm hearing is that all the young ladies are upset about this but they feel that if they say anything, they're going to be punished in some way. Uh, they're, they're going to be considered homophobes, transphobes, uh, bigots, haters. They're going to be ostracized. And, and a lot of them have been, frankly, intimidated into silence. 
But Brian, I agree with you 100%. I think if they band together and say, look, this is wrong. We don't have anything against this individual. And by the way, folks, let me just say, because the question that I've heard raised is, they have a right to to play too. What what are you going to do with them? Where are they going to play sports? You know, you don't really have a right to play in a sport, right? You don't really have a right because if you're not good enough, you don't get to play. (laughs) You have a right to play. You have a right to compete if you're capable of competing. But, you know, when you make the decision to change your gender, you know, the word decision means to cut away. It means you cut away some other things. And going from a man to a woman means if you're an athlete, you don't get to play with women's sports, period. Back in a moment. It's my turn. Here is your host for my turn, Don Wildman. But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He endured the pain, the hurt, and the cruel remarks only because of his great love for us. Because of all our hatefulness, our stinginess, our sinfulness, he died upon that ugly cross. He loved us enough to take every sorry thing about us upon himself and to pay for our unworthiness. He wanted us to have the best, and because of it, he died for us. He wanted so much for us to love each other, and because of it, he died for us. He wanted a world free of war and hatred and every other ugly thing, and because of it, he died for us. But we scorned him. We took his love and made fun of it. We beat him, laughed at his way, took him out and nailed him to two pieces of wood. Then we stood around, drank our booze, gambled for his clothing, and mocked him as he bled to death. For nearly 2,000 years now, he's been trying to get us to understand that this is his world and that no way will work in his world but his way. But we humans know more than he does, so we go on killing, robbing, cheating, and lying, making fun of him and his way. It isn't popular to be a follower of his. You'll still be made fun of, scorned, and laughed at. You can't get ahead in life by practicing his principles. So we're told, and we must all get ahead. We take followers of his and make them liars and cheats in our movies. We show them as weak, insecure, unstable people. Most of the time, we picture them as some sort of holier-than-thou hypocrite. We have twisted his way, perverted his teachings, misused his church, wasted away his material goods, and our world is still searching for that something that is missing. Man is still the only animal on the face of the earth that will kill for revenge, and we call him the only civilized animal. How great must be the hurt in his heart to see what he had planned for us and what we have done with that plan, to see what great things he has prepared for us, and then to see how we have scorned his way, to have love that would allow his own son to die for our sinfulness, and then to see that love refused. How patient he is. Why he did not sweep us away centuries ago is beyond our understanding. No, we can't understand it. No one can. But we can understand one thing. 
and that is that he loves us more than we can ever understand. We know he will accept us with all our ugliness and unworthiness. We know he'll give us life and love. We know his power is greater than death, and apart from him, there's no life at all. It seems that after 2,000 years, we humans would get around to trying his way. But, like he said, we're ignorant. And I guess that's one reason he died for us. This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. You know, let me make one quick point before we come back to the phones. 888-589-8840 is the number. I've talked about this before, but we are infantilizing our people and we are weakening our country and our culture because if a person makes a decision, and they're, they're free to do that, but they make a decision that they want to go from one gender to another, why is it society's responsibility to then cater to their every whim? Why does everything have to be changed to, to adjust to the decision that they've made? Why can't they be told, you're a big boy, you're a big girl, that's your decision, you deal with the consequences of that, and moving right along? Why, why do we have to, everything's got to be adjusted. Oh, you, you, you're a guy, you want to be a girl. Oh, okay, we're going to put you on all the girls' sports clubs. You can, you can go into all the girls' locker rooms. You can, I mean, it's, why do we have to do that? You know, it's telling people, no matter what decision you make, Society's going to baby you, coddle you, cater to you, do whatever you want us to do. We will, we will twist ourselves into pretzels to make sure that you are not inconvenienced. I mean, to me, you just produce a bunch of weak, wimpy people like that. You're strong enough to make that decision on your own? Deal with it. Deal with the consequences of that decision. 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's come back to the phones. Let's go to Ron in Texas. Ron, welcome. Hi, Bishop. Thank you for your program. Uh, I Thank you, Two Ron. comments. Uh, one is the young lady who called about the Killeen uh, Independent School District. Uh, my concern has been for a number of years uh, that Christians are still falling behind on this whole thing. And, uh, you know, the idea of emailing administrators and having people email in, uh, trying to explain to people how, over years now, how ineffective that is. Until uh, Christians, who make up the majority of most cities, believe it or not, until they take over the school boards and take Mm -hmm. over the city councils and have godly people involved in making policy, those policies are not going to change. They may change momentarily, but the same pagans who are involved will come back later and redo those. Uh, with the same thing in Louisiana with the city trying to pass an ordinance about preachers preaching about homosexuality. If you have uh, your city councils dominated by pagans, then they're going to make policy. If you want those things to change, you have to change the people making the policy. That, that, it's, a, it's, a, it's common sense. And it's well, wait a minute, Ron. Ron, I'm sorry, I, sorry, sorry. Ron, I agree with you. Look, there was a city in Louisiana actually tried to pass an ordinance to tell preachers that they they couldn't preach about homosexuality or couldn't preach against it or what they could say about it? Uh, the, 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 I heard part of the story and part of the, part of the article yesterday. It's uh, a city who's contemplating passing the ordinance 
uh, about hate speech, and that involves pastors preaching or giving biblical counsel on homosexuality and other things. It, it's yeah. no different than what happened in Houston and one other place in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, again, one of those things that stays off the radar because the media doesn't want to cover it. Um, wow. But it, 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 it's... It, and we had the same thing here in, in Dallas, uh, where the city council in the middle of the night passed a so-called bathroom bill. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they passed those things in the dark, uh, out, of the light, out of the light of the public uh, the media, and then Christians are left behind trying to fight against them. Uh, where, whereas, if you have a majority of the population, churches need to coalesce together, put people in place who, who can pass and maintain godly policies that impact people's lives. And then you don't have to worry about the, the, the constant behind-the-scene fighting, uh, trying to get things passed. It, it, hey, Ron, the same thing with—I'm sorry. Okay, Ron, I, I, I've got you. Listen, I've got a, I've, we got a, a bunch of folks lined up. But, Ron, you, you, the point you've made is cogent, and you're right. I thought it when, when that, that caller mentioned it. You said it, and I'm glad you did. And you're right. You, you've got to get actively involved. You've got to take over these school boards. You've got to put Christians in the positions of power to make these decisions now. It'll be interesting to see whether you're right about the majority of people in these cities being Christians. But I'll tell you what, when Christians step up, most of the time, these seats are won by very, very few votes. And if Christians ever decide to band together across all racial and cultural lines to stand up for biblical principle, they can take over. There's no question about it. They can take over and pass laws and ordinances that are rational and reasonable uh, that everybody can live with. Thank you so much for the call, Ron. Point well made. Oh, you've been waiting for quite a while. Let's go to Cherry, also in Texas. Got a lot of Texas folks calling in today. Cherry, you're on. Hello? Yes, Cherry, you are on. Welcome. Yes. Oh, thank the Lord. I didn't think I'd be on this quick. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I guess that was my first time calling, and I really enjoy you. I asked you a question, and i got to tell, make a statement real quick. Go right um, ahead. I know you're not on YouTube no more. Is anywhere I can catch you on any kind of um, the Internet, any kind of way? Oh, yes, ma'am. And In fact, I've been suspended from YouTube, so they'll probably put me back on at some point, although Twitter didn't do that. They suspended me, and they left me off. But, yeah, several ways. One, uh, there is bishopewjackson.tv. Bishop E. W. Jackson dot TV. And then, uh-huh. uh, Cherry, there is, we, we, I have an app. And you would go to either your Apple store or your Google Play store and just put in E. W. Jackson, and my app will come up. And everything that I'm doing pretty much appears on the app. So okay, those, those would be the two, two good ways of connecting with everything we do. Okay, great. Now, I want to tell you, if you notice when uh, Biden got uh, inaugurated, um, they had stacks of books for him to sign. You know, those little pamphlets, those little uh, folders. That was all planned before he even can't, you know, got to be announced to be the president. They knew because they cheated. And all that (laughs) stuff and Biden, everything, Obama's behind it because he's upset that uh, Trump destroyed everything that he did when he was in office because he did everything to hurt us. So Trump reneged, uh, got rid of all of that stuff that uh, Obama did, mm-hmm. and he's really upset. And he got all that lined up to undo Trump stuff. And he don't care how he hurting the people. He just wanted to destroy everything that President Trump did. And that's what Biden was doing, signing left and right. He didn't even know what he was signing. 
<laughs> well, Cherry, thank you for the call, Cherry. I, I, I agree. I don't think he knows. I don't think he knew what he was signing. I think you're right. I think the agenda was all planned out for him. Here's what you're going to do. Uh, and I think there are puppeteers who are pulling his strings. Um, it, you know, there's one thing that uh, President Trump didn't undo, and, and it needs to be undone. Uh, President Barack Obama did more to advance homosexuality and transgenderism in this country than any other president ever did. He was the first president to come out openly in support of same-sex marriage. He appointed the Supreme Court justices that made it possible for the Supreme Court to decide in Obergefell that same-sex marriage was the constitutional right. And these are things that he has done that are going to require the people to either pass a constitutional amendment that says marriage is a union between one man and one woman. That's number one. Uh, and states to begin to take action to stop this cultural onslaught that we are facing right now. Didn't begin with Barack Obama, folks. So I'm not suggesting that. But I think he definitely, he broke the dam. He allowed the 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 gorge to come racing down the valley. Uh, and, and really, he said he wanted to fundamentally change the United States of America. And while he didn't complete the job I think he wanted to do, he, in that sense, he did a lot of damage. So thank you for the call, Cherry. Uh, let's go to, um, let's go to Gary in Michigan. Gary, welcome. Well, thank you. I've been listening a long time, and uh, my day's oh. not complete unless I hear you. Well, thank you, Gary. It's very kind of you. I appreciate that. Um, uh, one idea that I had on that uh, Mueller report, supposed to be mm. they were uh, investigating Trump. I think uh, they all went in there and were hearing stuff uh, that uh, Obama and Hillary did. So just the food for thought. Also, I just... Um, in the last month, I had the opportunity to talk to 10 different doctors uh, in Grand Rapids, and they all agreed with me, uh, basically with us, about uh, the COVID, that what could have done was what they did. It was um, making everybody stay home, which reduced everybody's immunity, and that's why everybody's getting sick now, because uh, they don't have enough immunity to fight off flu or colds or anything, so... They said most people that are in the hospitals are there not just because of COVID, because they're catching everything and they, they don't have immunity to get rid of it. Gary, thank you so much for the call. You can see I've got to take a break. Uh, I'm going to respond a little bit to that when I come back, Gary, because I'm reading this book, folks. It's a couple of you, a couple of you have recommended Robert F. Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci. And believe me, you read that book, folks, and you know that Anthony Fauci really should be in jail. We'll be back in a moment. What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. 
if it's a prodigal child that has just run away or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction. There's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. So we get to the eighth year of our marriage, and he recognizes, oh, you're still broken up. He recognizes the trigger points were the abortions and the pain that entered in and the trauma, quite frankly. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and Cynthia Wentz shares part of her testimony. And he was the one that recommended, hey, some of our spinning students that we work out with are on the board of the local pregnancy center. Mm. Why don't you go serve? And he's rec- he's referencing John 15 now. Um, give your healing away. Because he was a worship leader. We're in the church now. I'm a <clears throat> worship leader's wife hiding the pain, pushing aside the sin. And I go volunteer to live it out, hopefully make my joy complete. And of course, enter post-abortion healing where the real healing began. Mm. You can hear more of this amazing story from Cynthia at familyminute.org. Back to The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. Comment on this whole COVID, this communist Chinese Wuhan virus crisis we've been in. Uh, in, in as I've been going through this book by Robert F. Kennedy, he points out that Fauci has been the primary influence for keeping people away from all prophylaxis, pro, prophylaxis drugs, in other words, all treatments. For those of you who have had COVID, as I have, did you notice in most cases, except with certain rarities, the doctor just tells you go home, wait it out. And of course, then people, if they have trouble breathing, end up in the hospital and they give them, uh, of course, they put put them on a ventilator and in some cases, of course, give them remdesivir uh, and, and that's it. And, of course, that's been disastrous. Uh, There's also been no discussion of boosting the immune system, the importance of vitamin D. They haven't talked about that at all. Nothing natural. They don't want to talk about natural immunity because there was only one agenda. Make money for big pharma. That's it. That's all. And we don't want anything else. In fact, the book argues that had there been any documentation 
of effective prophylactic drugs that it would have been impossible to approve the so-called vaccines for emergency use. So this, this, this is criminal. Uh, finally, the people in nursing homes, since um, monoclonal antibodies are good treatment for inpatients, people already in the hospital, this could have been made available for people in, in nursing homes and would have saved thousands of lives. But of course, that wasn't emphasized either. It was a one-track mine by false, fake, fraudulent Fauci, and that was, we've got to get people to take vaccines. And there's nothing else. We don't talk about boosting the immune system. We don't talk about natural immunity. We don't talk about any kind of treatments. We don't talk about anything but vaccines. And at one point, he even said had said that masks were, were, were worthless. And then, of course, he turned that around because I guess they felt like they had to do something to show that there was some kind of effort aside from having people inject something into their bodies that could do something. But now, of course, we're learning the cloth mask. They say pretty much worthless. And the whole cult-like apparatus of the mainstream media, the colleges and universities, in spite of renowned physicians like, the, like, like uh, Harvey Risch, who I've had on my program, renowned epidemiologists, world-renowned epidemiologists, um, and, and there have been a number of others, in spite of their trying to speak up, people were told, stay away from them, stay away from them. They don't, they're, 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 you know, basically, you get drummed out of your medical profession if you side with these people. I mean, it, this, this is criminal, folks. It's criminal. And so now when, when, um, um, uh, when I hear people saying that, that uh, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci should be put in jail, um, I think, you know what? I, I'm, I'm really beginning to see the point. 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's come back to your calls. Let's go to Robert in Alabama. Robert, welcome. Hey, this is Jackson. Great talking with you again. Well, good to hear from you again. Uh, unfortunately, the only way to get anything done with as far as making hold anybody accountable for this, I think it's been a scam. It's been for Republicans to win the House and the Senate back and have hearings. Because uh, otherwise, the media and the uh, Democrats right now would just well simply pretend like none of this exists, like none of this happened. So, yeah. I mean, but this next election is why it's vitally important. Oh. And speaking of which, the uh, Freedom to Cheat Act or Freedom to Vote Act, <laughs> which the Democrats tried to pass. I mean, the, the, the act, the title of the act itself is it just, it's insulting, as if there's some body out there denied the freedom to cast right. a legitimate legal right. vote. Right. I find that insulting from the, from the, from the beginning. And the words in the, that they use, Jim Crow, uh, the old South days, and uh, Bo Connor uh, and uh, George Wallace. Oh, I'm, I'm Jefferson Davis, right, right. Yeah, Jefferson, they're always Democrats. That's insulting, too. <laughs> it's, I mean, you're getting it towards black people and trying to insinuate that black people need to fear that these laws passed in Georgia and Alabama and other state and Pennsylvania and other states would only stop, stop black people from voting because that's how you gear in all your language and I yep. find it entirely insulting. Ms. Jackson went to Chattanooga, Tennessee to visit my family over, over Christmas holiday. All black people. You know what we didn't talk about? 
how afraid we were that we wouldn't be able to vote in the next election. Because nobody <laughs> was afraid they wouldn't be able to vote in the next election. <laughs> That's just yeah. nonsense up there. And if you read the bill, which our, the Alabama football coach here, Nick Saban, got into some heat with a lot of Alabama fans for his support of this bill, for the Porter's Act. I mean, it's ridiculous. It is sanctioning yeah. what happened in 2020 to make that the way it goes for every election going forward. No verification, no voter ID, no nothing. My, my mother... Uh, Ms. Jackson never drove a car a day in her life. Never, ever drove, drove, drove a car. Of course, driver's license is the number one uh, form of identification there is in, Amer- in, in the world, mm-hmm. but in America. Right. She had a non-driver's license. A non-driver, it looks just like an Alabama driver's license. The only difference was she couldn't drive with it, and she used that for all of her identification. And she never drove. Yeah. So See, you can get ID, and she's a black lady, and imagine she was able to get ID. Uh, and and Robert, how in the world did a black woman manage to get an ID? I mean, it's an amazing thing because we all know that most black people can't handle something like that. I mean, yeah, hey, Robert, uh, listen, I got to take some. Look, <laughs> man, right. you, 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 look, you made some great points. I'm going to get some of these other calls in. But, right. but thank you so much, Robert. Thank you, man, for the call. And uh, I love the way you put that. The, we, you visit with, visited with your family, a bunch of black folks all together, and the topic didn't come up. How are we going to vote? We, we, we may not be able to. Our rights are being denied. I mean, everybody knows that that's a crock. Everybody knows that's a that's just demagoguery. And I would just say it is time for black folks to realize that they're being played and, and, and condescended to and used and to just say enough, enough. We, this is not Jim Crow 2.0 and it's not the equivalent of Jefferson Davis. It's not the equivalent of Bull Connor. This is an effort to make sure that it's easy to vote and hard to cheat. It's just that plain and simple. And a voter ID that is not somehow some sort of insurmountable obstacle. Everybody else can get one. But those poor black people, <laughs> they, you, you actually expect them to have an ID? Oh, my goodness. That's just too much. How? What kind of racist are you? I mean, because that's, <laughs> that's really what it boils down to. And we should not, no human being should accept being treated like some sort of idiot. And that's exactly what these Democrats are doing. Uh, You got me started there, Robert, but thank you so much for the call. Let's get to, oh, wow, you've been waiting for a while. Janet in Texas, welcome. Hey, yes. I have a comment on the Killing Texas thing. I'm talking Texas all over the United States. Every ISD, every school board should be, it should be mandatory that you, every child, show bring their birth certificate to show they're male or female at birth, okay? And hold them. they got to be that all the way from kindergarten through high school, okay? And then I have a uh, some info. I watched Mike Huckabee's show the other night. He had a producer actor. His name, I believe his first name is Nick, but I know for certain it's Cersei. He was at the Capitol on January 6, 21. He and a friend of his did some filming of the actual, they said, let's just show what's really going on here, you know? And they said when they got back in the news, the liberal news media, they were not 
portraying the real truth about the massive people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were thousands upon thousands of people that were there. Right. And they honed in, the liberal media honed in on the ones that were doing the wrong, but still they didn't represent, they didn't show the people that represented the truth of right. why they were there. Good Americans. Okay, Amen. Janet, Janet, down. thank you. So Janet, I'm, uh, Janet, I'm almost out of time, but listen. Okay. Capital uh, you, you, Punishment you, is the film. Say, say it again. Capital uh, Punishment. Capital Punishment, I believe, is the correct uh, title. They did a film. All right. Uh-huh. Thank you Nick so much, Thursday, Janet. Thursday Appreciate Thursday. it. Uh-huh. Thank you. God Appreciate bless you. you. Bye-bye now. Let's go to Gary in Arkansas. Gary, welcome. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Bishop. Uh, I Thank think you for calling. President Trump, uh, Biden is guilty of multiple impeachable offenses, Afghanistan, the border, the unconstitutional uh, mask mandates, etc. My question is, why are the Republicans wringing their hands and basically doing nothing toward Biden's yeah. actions? Well, Gary, you know, they don't have the votes to impeach him, obviously. And, and I mean, you might be right that maybe they could make the gesture at the very least. Uh, but let's see what happens when they take over, if things go the way we expect. See what happens when they take over uh, toward moving us back in the direction of constitutional government. Thank you for the call, Gary. Let's go to Michael in Florida. Michael, welcome. Hey, thank you. Love your show. Two things real quick. They need this pandemic. I knew it from day one that they're going to need this all the way through the next election. The next thing I wanted to say is, do you have an opinion or have any perspective on which gender is doing the most crossing over? In other words, are are the boys doing more uh, transgendering or is it the women or is it about 50-50? You know, that's a good question. I think the boys get more attention, particularly when they do things like what we're seeing in sports. But the, the last book I read about this indicated that this is is almost like an, a, a, a minor epidemic, you might say, among girls, that whole groups of girls are agreeing together that they're all transgender because, frankly, they're being indoctrinated to believe this. So just the, my, my impression is more girls are, are engaging in this transgender movement than boys. But, that, but that's all I have for you is an impression. Well, folks, have a wonderful Friday. Those of you in the area, come and visit. Well, actually, I won't. I'll be preaching in Michigan, but come and visit us anyway at the Call Church. But the most important thing is this: remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit, because we are on God's side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.